how could my partner cheat on me? In this video, I want to explain in a way that hopefully makes a little bit more sense to you, gives you a little bit more peace, how this is even possible. And it's not going to be something that is going to be groundbreaking to you, but it's often helpful to just get really clear on why exactly this happens. Well, it's usually a sequence of things that lead up to the actual cheating. Number one is there are problems in the relationship. Now, this might surprise you, but it's true. And I say it surprises you because I've talked to so many people who say things were good. Everything was great. As far as I knew, she was happy or he was happy. I was happy. But we all know that if you are actually giving the other person a completely fulfilling and satisfying life, there is no reason to cheat. Obviously, there is a very narrow 1% of cases where somebody has basically a mental breakdown and there are very, very, very deep psychological causes for why they might cheat. That's always a possibility. But in the vast majority of cases, it's something that Chloe Madonis says. She is a world-renowned family therapist and she says that you know people have different human needs. The need for certainty, the need for adventure, the need for connection, the need for significance, the need for growth, and the need for contribution. And if you are able to, in your relationship with your partner, provide them all six of those basic human needs, then you will never, ever, ever, ever have a reason to cheat on each other or even hardly be rude to each other. So obviously, at a fundamental level, if somebody cheats, those basic human needs are not being fully met. Now, does that mean that it's your fault for not uh, and that you're the reason that they cheated? No, but that is part of the reason that it happens. That's not possible to want to cheat unless there is some unhappiness. So recognize that. Doesn't mean it's your fault, but recognize that they were unhappy. Second, um, it is worth asking at this point if you did have some legitimate contribution to that unhappiness. And it might even be as simple as you knew that something was off, but you didn't have the bravery to talk to them. You know, I said that it's kind of a sequence of things that happen. First is they're unhappy for some reason. And then second, often is that you did not or they did not, neither of you, really addressed the real issues that were going on. And for most people, they can acknowledge like, yeah, I knew there was something slightly off. Or even if they didn't know something was slightly off, they just simply forgot to really check in, to really ask their partner at a deep level how they're doing. How can the relationship itself be improved? There's often a lack of dialogue about the relationship itself. Or if there is dialogue, one or both people are being very guarded with their answers, not willing to really go all in. And again, that doesn't mean that it's your fault that it happened. But oftentimes there is a lack of deep conversation about the relationship itself. Third, there is usually some sense of hopelessness in the partner who ends up cheating. They feel like whatever their problems are with a relationship or with their life more broadly can't be solved with you or through you as the partner that was cheated on. And that is sometimes a legitimate complaint. Most of the time it's not. But that's usually how they feel. You know, you're watching this video because you want to know, how can my partner do this to me? Are they just some cruel, evil monster? Maybe. That could be it. Most of the time, though, they're someone who's very hopeless and doesn't see a way out. 
And then they usually end up meeting somebody else who feels hopeless, who doesn't see a way out. Very commonly, there's two people who have a similar challenge going on in their lives, whether it's the other person with their relationship or they're both upset about finances or feeling worthless or feeling like nobody understands them. And then they're, they meet each other and there's this weird common ground in their shortcomings and in the things that they're upset about. Most of the time, affairs are built on the toxic side of things that they find commonality in. So one thing that could happen, for example, is the partner who cheats, their partner is always complaining to them about how they never take responsibility for something. And then the person they cheat on with is also someone who have had people their whole life say they've never taken responsibility for this. And so now you've got two people who feel like the whole world is opposed to them and saying you need to take on responsibility. And then they're just like, yeah, screw them. So they have this weird bond in their own toxic behavior, in their own unwillingness to grow up. And so that's often what happens. And so why do I even bother going through explaining this? Because most of the time, it's not about you. Like, I know that's weird to say and weird to hear, but they obviously love you and like you to some extent, probably. Again, there's always the cases where it's very clear cut. I'm assuming if you're watching this, it's not as clear cut. So you're wondering. But most of the time, they liked you. That's the reason why they got with you in the first place. The reason that they cheat is because their life was falling apart in some other way and they were grasping for something to give them some excitement or some commiserization, commisery, we'll just call it that, with whatever it was that they're going through. And so again, the basic point is that it's not actually about you. And that self-confidence that says, okay, I recognize this is their problem, not mine. Regardless of whether you're trying to get reconciliation or just move on with your life, You've got to recognize whatever the story is, whether you take my interpretation of it or not, it's their damn fault, not yours. All right, that's all I was trying to get across.